Thank you for listening to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast. The iCritical Care Podcast is copyrighted material and all rights are reserved. Statements of fact and opinion expressed in this podcast are those of authors and participants and do not imply an opinion on the part of the Society of Critical Care Medicine or its officers or members. Your host is the Society's Associate Editor for Podcasts, Dr. Richard Savell. Dr. Savell is the Associate Director of the Surgical Intensive Care Unit at Mamadi's Medical Center in Brooklyn, New York. He also is an Assistant Professor of Medicine at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. To contact the editorial staff of the iCritical Care Podcast with questions, comments, or ideas, please email info at sccm.org. Hello and welcome to the Society of Critical Care Medicine's iCritical Care Podcast for the week of August 15th, 2005. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Savell. On this edition of the podcast, we will be presenting a summary of the Advocacy Caucus held during the third annual Critical Care Summit. This conference was held May 18, 2005, in Washington, D.C. The discussion is based upon an article in the August 2005 edition of Critical Connections. The SCCM Advocacy Caucus proved a great success as several government leaders helped spread the right care, right now message while highlighting important issues facing critical care. Representative Patrick Kennedy, the person responsible for uniting Senator Hillary Clinton and former House Speaker Newt Gingrich on health care reform, was among those to voice support for SCCM and its movement to improve critical care. The congressman enthusiastically endorsed what he called the right care for the right people at the right time as he addressed an audience of Advocacy Caucus attendees. He explained how SCCM's efforts fit in with his legislative agenda for the 21st Century Health Information Act. Kennedy, joined by SCCM member Peter Pronovost, argued that quality and technology were crucial for reaching the level of care expected by patients today. Prior to the congressman's presentation, caucus participants put forth a great effort to develop a united message on behalf of the critically ill patient and to deliver that message to Kennedy's fellow colleagues on Capitol Hill. Caucus participants came with a clear purpose, to educate legislators about the continuing need for improved critical care. Attendees conveyed this message by highlighting the obstacles that must be addressed in order to meet the needs of critically ill patients and the healthcare professionals who care for them. Importantly, potential solutions to these problems were also presented to members of Congress. Key points included, number one, the consistent availability of the multidisciplinary team. This is despite the fact that this approach has been demonstrated to improve outcomes, decrease ICU length of stay, as well as cost. Number two, the shortage of available team members, a problem projected to worsen as baby boomers age and demand for critical care services increases. Number three, most ICUs are unable to rapidly escalate their critical care services in cases of a surge in need for those services following a mass casualty event such as a pandemic or bioterrorism attack. Because different members of Congress have different legislative agendas, attendees tailored their message to individual legislators. As an example, Senator Clinton has a specific interest in disaster training for New York State hospitals and bioterrorism planning, so the message brought to her office focused on SCCM's Fundamentals of Disaster Management course. Her seat on the Special Committee on Aging also linked her to workforce issues and increased critical care service demand for patients aged 65 and older. Though messages were fine-tuned to meet specific agendas and interests, it was vital that caucus participants encompassed one overall message. 
legislators have a role in ensuring that critically ill patients receive the best care possible. This message is one unique to medical societies, as acknowledged by a senior legislative aide. Rather than focus on a single profession, such as physicians or nurses, participants presented a patient-centered approach to educate policymakers on the importance of critical care in today's healthcare system, and offered their expertise in identifying and finding solutions for pressing issues. The day was capped with a keynote presentation by Dr. Atul Grover from the Lewin Group. Dr. Grover presented his findings on the history of workforce policy efforts. He pointed out that prior national efforts to shape workforce policy have vacillated, with projections of surpluses offset by projections of shortages, sometimes in the span of only ten years. Knowing this history helped participants anticipate questions or skepticism from elected officials. In all. Twenty-five members of the expert team visited forty congressional offices and communicated stories at the day's end. Some shared disappointing experiences, illustrating the difficulty of communicating SCCM's message to policymakers unfamiliar with critical care. However, plenty of stories left attendees charged and enthusiastic for future efforts. One congressman even said, "Tell me what you want in legislation, and I'll write it." When Congressman Kennedy introduced the 21st Century Health Information Act to the House the week prior to the Critical Care Summit, he was joined by Clinton and Gingrich. Kennedy reinforced his message of bipartisan cooperation in his address, noting that his bill is the first component of a larger bill introduced last session, the Josie King Act. Dr. Pronovos helped draft the Josie King legislation and introduced the congressman to King's family. King died at age 18 months due to a hospital error. Dr. Pronovost elegantly pointed out that quote, patients like my mother or your mother should not have to shop around for a place where they will not be harmed, for a place where they reliably receive the therapies they ought to, or for a place where they are at the center of care. With allies like Congressman Kennedy, Dr. Pronovost, and all those who came to this year's advocacy caucus. SCCM anticipates much progress in its mission to provide the highest quality critical care services to the patients who need them. This concludes our podcast for August fifteenth, two thousand five. Look for future podcasts featuring a wide variety of information important to critical care practitioners, including interviews with authors and discussions with prominent members of the critical care community. Critical Connections is the official bi-monthly news magazine of the Society of Critical Care Medicine, offering the latest information about critical care to healthcare professionals. Members of the Society of Critical Care Medicine receive a free subscription as well as other benefits. For more information, visit www.sccm.org. Thanks again for listening. Registration is now open for SCCM's 35th Critical Care Congress to be held January 21st to 25th, 2006, in the birthplace of Jazz, New Orleans, Louisiana. Learn innovative treatments in critical care as well as fundamental business practices to improve your ICU environment. All developed by a multi-professional team of critical care experts. Register today by speaking with a SCCM customer service representative at. One eight four seven eight two seven sixty eight eighty eight, or visit www.sccm.org. Don't miss out on this unsurpassed educational opportunity.